0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Reframe Your Brain. Starting with episode 11, Danielle Kent and I are doing something different. Each week, we'll be sharing conversations with a variety of people talking about what they're reframing in this challenging and pivotal time of COVID-19. If you want to share a story about something that you're reframing, reach out to us on Instagram at Reframe Your Brain.
1: Hey everybody!
0: Yeah, so we were today going to talk a little bit about um, what we're each reframing and our plans moving forward with our podcast for the next—I don't know. However, TBD to be determined. Yeah, I feel like let's say months. Let's say a few months.
1: Yes. Um, so for some context, it's March 30th, 2020. Yes. We are in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> we are currently, uh, school is canceled in Vermont for the rest of the school year. Yep. And so Leah and I right now are talking to each other through Zoom because we knew that talking, seeing each other's faces is way better <laughs> than trying to just do a phone call. We have way much more fun when we can see each other.
0: It's true. And we're actually like looking at each other. Which is sometimes when we record these, we're like next to each other or, you know, it's just different when you're, the only thing you can see is the other person's face. (laughs) I'll zoom. (laughs) Right. We're both like making funny faces. Um, So thank you for the context. That is always helpful. Um, Would you like to start and talk a little bit about what is going on for you in terms of reframing and some you know, are there surprises that have come up or or
1: <laughs>
0: think, that's maybe a leading gosh, question. There
1: has been so many surprises. Um, so I think um, what I've been really having to reframe is I've worked really hard over the last year to really try and keep a work life, integrate them, but also make sure like when I'm working, I'm working, when I'm home, I'm home so that I'm not trying to cross over. And right now, I'm really having to reframe and figure out how to do both simultaneously, how to yeah. be home and uh, be working and also be a present parent since my daughter's school is canceled and my son's daycare is closed. So I think for me, it's, um, <clears throat> it's been learning what resources I can safely use, right? Because, you know, we're not supposed to have groups um, right now. So a lot of options for care provision are out. So I'm really trying to think about creatively how to, um, utilize care resources because my husband is going to be kicking back up with work this week. Um, I've had to really learn a lot of ropes of teletherapy and just really be thinking creatively, right? I think you and I both are on the same page that there are really creative and inno- innovative ways to do things. Right. Um, sometimes you just have to take a step back and really look at the big picture and look at what priorities really are there.
0: Right. And what you really can do and what you really need to do. Yes. I think that's something, you know, for me, I am involved in a lot of different working with a, a lot of different teams and organizations, but I'm not like a, a constant presence on any of those teams. I'm sort of there for a couple hours a month or a couple hours a week. And so, you know, watching the core members of these teams Try to figure out how to address these new educational needs and develop programs for students who have really specific challenges. Um, you know, for students that distance learning programs really may not work well for. It's been really challenging for me to remember what I really like. What's my role? You know, I'm. I I could spend a lot of time and effort worrying about how stressed and worried other people are. <laughs> um, and I'm not really in a position to necessarily change any of that for them. And, and I, you know, for myself, i found it sometimes is I'm more helpful when I take a step back and can be like the person looking at the bigger picture or the person looking ahead a little bit And mm-hmm. you know, my ability to participate in the moment might not be as, um, necessary yeah Um, and even even you know i don't have kids at home and but my cats require a lot of attention your
1: cats require a lot of ella is in love so (laughs) she requires she just needs some some love and so i get that
0: (laughs) but (laughs) even without having kids around i still find that it's a challenge to to like limit work to its container whatever that container is yeah. And, um, and not let it, because I'm working from home, not let it infiltrate everything. Um, yes. Even with like the physical stuff, like the files and the computers and, you know, just to keep that in a spot feels good.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think um, one thing you said scheduling. So mm-hmm. like, I think and I'm going to bounce this off of you and I want you to like th- give feedback. So one of the things I've had to reframe is we're having to move really quickly on a lot of things that otherwise you would not suggest that you move quickly. Right. Um, and so one of the key things that in turn the ship around and then David Marquet's follow-up book, yeah. um, which I'm forgetting the title of now, his follow-up book that I just read, turn the ship around and
0: um,
1: it'll come to one of us. Yeah. But he talks about like one of the key aspects of leadership is to control the clock. Oh, language is leadership. Yep. Talk about controlling the clock. Like, you have to be able to step back and not feel pressured by the time clock. Right. So I've been really trying to reframe, okay, if we have to do this in two weeks, like that's just the time we have, mm-hmm. how can we set up something so that, yeah, it's done in two weeks, but it's not set in stone. Right. Right. Like, I think the important part is the ability of people to maintain fluidity. And I don't know if you're, what you've been thinking about that or what your experience has been.
0: Yeah. I, my, so my observations have been that that is really, really hard for people. Um, the teams that I work with, you know, education, like you're saying, the educational system that we know is not designed to be, to, to be really fluid and responsive at the pace that it's being asked to right now. Right. Um, You know, people really want structure and, guidance and curriculum and what are the educational outcomes and how am I going to measure it and those things are all really important and should still be considered as teams are being asked to design these distance learning programs and there's a there's this um, attachment to perfection and attachment to like Mm. making it the best it can be that I see the people that I observe really struggle with um, yeah and how much stress and pressure they put on themselves to you know set these really high standards for something that no one has ever done before, and in a situation where everyone is you know feeling kind of tapped out in some way. Um, and so it's really hard to be flexible and think about, all right, we have two weeks. These are sort of vaguely the things we need to accomplish. And what can we do to demonstrate that we to reflect that we're we're thinking and trying to address those things. And it's like paralyzing for some teams. Yes. Really um to the to the point where it really I know we've talked a lot about leadership and in your own podcast you're talking about leadership, but it really highlights the breakdowns in it really highlights what happens when there's not strong leadership and the stress of a particular like group is just so high that just in yeah. in inaction, you know, and just confusion. Yes. Um, so, I mean, those aren't things that are new to us to see in groups, but the degree of it and the scale of it, because everyone is experiencing that, that's everywhere. That's new. Everywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And-
0: yep. And and I I for me what that's really brought out is this almost opposite of what I think it's you know I'm I'm more inclined to step back disconnect a little bit more and not necessarily be part of all of that because it doesn't feel fruitful for me and it doesn't feel helpful for others. and I don't, I personally don't want to be in a role where I feel like I'm trying to help everybody. Cause that's not realistic and it's not effective and it isn't really what everybody needs. And yeah. I need. <laughs> But I know that when I'm in those situations, that's my, like where my brain will go is like, all right, how can I help? Yes. And deciding that what I can do to help is to step out <laughs> sometimes. Um, that's how I've, been trying to approach the idea of you know um reframing what my role is a little bit maybe is not to be involved um to be observing but not active and then what you were talking about in terms of scheduling and just trying to fit a lot of different um like mold a situation to be able to allow you to like meet your children's needs, meet your family's needs, meet your work needs, and how do you do that in a totally different way when other you know other people are still also trying to figure that out? Um, right. I think one of the things that has worked for me is to set time limits, really, and just say like, all right, I have these, you know these specific responsibilities, and I'm going to focus on them during these chunks of time throughout the week and then not during other times Um, yes and that's something I've tried in the past just to help keep my crazy schedule not so crazy um and it has been hard to stick to because things always crop up and um everyone has like all the different groups that I work with will we'll have different experiences, but now I sort of feel like because everyone is experiencing something kind of similar, it works a little better. Yes. Um, and there's a, a sense of understanding too that, you know, schedules are going to look different right. and people seem okay with that right now. What's yeah. your experience been with that?
1: This get with the scheduling piece?
0: Yeah, like have you found people to be pretty flexible about when you can be yes. available and when you can't?
1: really flexible. I think one thing I've been interested to watch is people who will be very apologetic in advance for having kids home or for not being able to do things in a timely manner. Um, and I just try and respond with grace and be like, like, I think as a parent, as somebody who has kids home, I'm really trying to respect the fact that kids are probably going to pop in at some point, like just like accepting the norm of it instead of when they pop in being really frustrated, but just kind of stepping into, accepting that we're gonna we're gonna go with the flow of this situation that is novel.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think also in terms of my reframing is really making sure like I'm trying to perceive if people are when they're telling me about their concerns, are they at a place where they really just need to be heard or do they really actually want support for problem solving? Yeah. Because I think as everybody's kind of grieving some aspect of this and they're at different steps of it, some people really just want to be heard and they aren't quite ready to step into How do I, how do I move forward with problem solving here?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, What does this make you think about in terms of, um, like, are there things about how you're able to set up your schedule now that you really like, that you don't want to, that you want to keep when, you know, eight months from now,
1: things are different? I mean, I like being able to work from home. Like right now it's clearly not ideal because like, obviously we would want to set up kind of a care system for the kids, but like being able to just pop downstairs and hop on and do calls and not be doing so much traveling. I, mm. do, I do like that. I mean, that is kind of nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, what about the like quality of interaction with people? I mean, a- aside from the situations where you feel like people maybe are needing to just be, you know, have someone listen, when you're having a conversation with people, do you feel like they're engaged? Do you feel like the remote platform, remote format works and, and conveys the same degree of connection?
1: I think it depends on the person. Yeah. It depends on their skill level and their familiarity and their perceptions of technology. Um, I've noticed people who have, at the start, who are like, this isn't going to work, tend to struggle a little bit more but those who are kind of saying like, all right, well, let's try it. Let's give it our best shot. They're the ones that I've noticed to be reporting that it's going okay or it's going well. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think some of that is person to person. Like I personally miss seeing people in person, Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, connecting with you and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think it depends person to person. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've been trying to think about like what, are the things about this time that um, I wouldn't have experienced otherwise and whether they're things that I want to keep or I'd want to go back to some other way. Um, And I've talked on the phone with more people in the last last couple of weeks, Um, you know, and versus just texting which i really like i like my 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 thumbs get tired texting like and i don't really use the voice to voice voice to text (laughs) because you always have to go Um. back and correct it and the microphone on my phone isn't that great so you know i'm (laughs) there are reasons but um i find that so much is like so much becomes so much communication becomes more like transactional when it's text-based and um, in in some ways it's also easier to have like a quick conversation without like the formality and the like having to be polite and all that stuff that's just such a hassle right Um,
1: (laughs) just social social
0: (laughs) Social norms what are
1: those those just do away with those
0: um but it is interesting you know because that's something that I can remember. My grandparents loved talking on the phone. Like my grandma just loved it. She had a list of people she would contact every day, at least like two or three people she would check in on. And she, she did that. Like, I can remember her doing that when she was like in her, she was retired. So yeah, 60s. Yes. Um, But that was like her way of staying connected with people was to couple you know pick a couple people every day and then call and check in on them and they never really had anything that exciting to talk about most of the time from what I remember
1: <laughs> but it was just that connection
0: yeah yeah you know because it's important to know what your friends eat for breakfast and I mean,
1: totally I like I like to know that you had oatmeal this morning that was yeah.
0: helpful. yep yeah it was delicious oatmeal I've started putting cocoa in my oatmeal
1: Ooh, <laughs> really good
0: I also like to put avocado in my oatmeal for anybody out there who appreciates, you know, um, what is it, experimental oatmeal combinations. That's cool. I've put applesauce in oatmeal. I, you know, I like to mix foods together. Um, I'm definitely one of those people. So anyway, enough about my breakfast. It just makes me think about, you know, things that that I'm doing differently that I wouldn't have had a reason to experience. Yeah. And that's the texting versus the phone calling is one thing.
1: That's, I think, I just did a podcast, Crisis Brings Clarity, yesterday. I launched it for my podcast. And it is true that you can get a lot of clarity on what's really working for you and what's not when there's times of crisis. Who who is working for you? What is working for you?
0: For sure. Yeah, I think, you know, it's been the, it's made me think about how I want to structure my days (laughs) and you know, how much time I want to be working versus how much time I want to be doing other things. And you and I have talked about this before. Like I think the work ratio, the amount of time that people spend at work is just like so out of control.
1: Yeah. And
0: um, compared to, you know, what we do in the rest of our lives and I feel like that is something I've really been working towards changing for myself but this really has given me an opportunity to be like oh what can I like can I change it even more yes (laughs) just so happens I'm working a little bit less so got that extra time um and what about like in terms of your thoughts about like your kids learning and, you know, teaching what you have needed to, sorry, I just got distracted because there's really loud music outside, which is sort of unusual considering it's there are funny. no people outside. <laughs> um, but yeah, like what are your thoughts about as a parent, how, how that works for you, how that being, being asked to, you know, do, interact with your kids learning in a really different way.
1: I've had some uh, different thoughts on it. So at, I, I have a big thought that I, I actually love it. I yeah. mean, I I like, it's kind of fun that we, we she can set up, I let Maddie kind of set up her day I, how she wants. Um, we have a visual schedule and she gets to plug things in in increments. I know, like, I feel like as an SLP, I have a leg up in terms of academic understanding. Yeah. So I personally really like it. Um, I have a lot of concerns about, as I talk to you about the gaps that are going to happen for kids who um, are in environments where parents have the ability to access that information easily versus home environments where the parents are unable to access that easily, both understanding right. and, and access to technology. Um, I, it, but I also simultaneously understand that this is a temporary solution for a novel situation.
0: Yeah. So, so Does it-
1: I personally am appreciating it.
0: Does it make you think differently about like how their
1: education is designed? It does. It, it does in terms of, when I look at what's actually academically required, there's like two hours of learning a day max of academic information. That's really required for Maddie's age level. She's in first grade. Um, and it makes you think a lot about the full day of demands versus you know two hours. It makes you think a little bit differently about the demands that are placed on them all day long,
0: yeah. That the fact that demands are placed on them all day long,
1: yeah. yeah. Or like, so, you know, there, granted, there are breaks throughout the day, but there's probably about five hours of true academic instruction versus when you look at the breakdown of what's really "quote unquote" required. Mm. It's like two out, two, two to three, maybe max. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, I think about like the social piece too, you know, and what like not just for kids, but how, like, the pressure to make, make plans, and, like, socialize, and go to, you know, think about my sister's experience. She has a four-year-old, and, like, go to birthday parties, and, like, what birthday parties look like, and, you know, what events have become, and I think that that's really, you know, sometimes it's really about the kids, and, like, what they want and having fun and sometimes most of the time time, yeah I mean I can't I I don't have a ton of experiences to draw from because I usually decline invitations to children's birthday parties (laughs) as much as I love kids and birthdays those things combined is just does not sound like a fun experience for me um mostly because of the parents yeah I think it's it's like there's an intensity around it that um, I know comes from a lot of like social pressure and social conditioning. And I wonder about like not being able to have those experiences. Now what that feels like for people, if it feels like relief, if it feels like, you know, something they miss, if it feels like, you know, they can't wait to get back to that. I don't, I I'm curious about that. Um, I've
1: heard heard a lot of people who are really have had previously busy schedules saying things along the lines of like, well, we never would have had time to do this. Right. Mm. Um, you know, I think you can just get so easily wrapped into the schedule of life that you forget to actually be living life.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, it's a chance to really, if you take this time, you can really step back and reflect, um, Like, yeah, I mean, kids missing sports, I, I do feel badly for like the adolescents who are missing out on their their senior year sports, you know, mm-hmm. situations like that. But Yeah.
0: I wonder, so one of the things that we're going to try and do in the next, in the weeks ahead is have other people come on and talk about the things that they're reframing or the things that just, you know, they're thinking differently about or reconsidering or just that they wouldn't have anticipated. Um, being the things they reframe and that just like you're saying like until something creates a situation where you have the time there's this idea of like oh we don't have enough time there's not enough time yes um and it's such a it's such a interesting um opportunity Or I suppose it it could be an opportunity. And at the same time, I know for a lot of people, it's just like super stressful, you know, not working or having to work, but your kids being home and, you know, there's so many different like facets to this one particular experience. And, um, I'm really curious to hear about what those are for other people.
1: Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm curious to hear people as they're at different levels of kind of acceptance and where they're at and processing all of this, mm-hmm. but that everybody's little pieces of advice can probably help at least one other person, right? In terms of where they're at and they're reframing. Yeah. It could be helpful for at least one person listening and looking at things or considering how to move forward.
0: Yeah. And I think I'm also curious about like, what sort of creativity is lurking <laughs> beneath, you know, the surface of everyday life that doesn't ever have the opportunity to like have some light shed on it because of that busy routine and obligations and all of these things that, you know, like you said, get in the way of living life? Yes. Um or is that not the case for other people? You know, are they feeling like they were living a life that was exactly what they wanted. And now that's like all been shaken up and they're not sure, you know, cause I know you had been working really hard on your business and yeah. it took a little bit of like, I'm sure you're still like trying to figure out what does that mean? What does, yeah.
1: you know, what, I think yeah. this is a separate topic, but to just loop into that, it's interesting as kind of finances are changing, but to really re- reprioritize How much money do you need? How much money? What do you what? What do you want versus what you need? What role does money have in this, anyways? You know, like yeah, you need to have your basic needs, Matt, but you know. So I just think for me too, it's also invoked kind of this curiosity about my need to get more work to bring in more money for the business and where that came from and what need is actually there. So that has been something I've also been reframing in this, this process as well.
0: And and we've talked a little bit about like scarcity mindset and how that plays a role in the in terms of like our profession, in terms yeah. of how, how scary it feels for people to like move into private practice or to move into something that feels a little bit more on the fringe or more alternative. And yes. I was thinking about that in terms of like, there's, there's so much money in the world. I mean, we're both still working, not as much as we were, but right. we're both still working. And not spending really any money. Like we're I, we're spending money on groceries, we're paying bills, some of them. And like, yeah, what what does, what does that mean? You know, and I think that's part of why, um, you know, one of the things that I've been thinking about is a way to not just share each other's stories, but use that to support other people. Yes. We'll talk about that maybe in some future podcasts, but I've been looking into like ways to 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 I don't like the term like monetize our podcast because it's not really about that. It's really about like using the podcast as a way to connect people with opportunities yes. to support other people,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: um, And so in some future episodes, we'll share more about that. But um, for now, it's still something. I just I feel like um, is this I, I think that this hasn't been going on long enough for most people to to be able to move out of that like I need to hold on to every all the resources that I have right now because I'm not sure what's going to happen Um, right. and how much that makes sense and how many people are not in a position to do that and how much stress that creates for you know,
1: their for sure. lives for sure
0: um and it really does you know i've been reflecting on how impossible this would have felt for me if it had happened like 5 or 6 years ago i just didn't have the you know the even like minimal amount of financial stability that i have now it would have yeah. really stressed me out in ways that i'm not experiencing right now mm-hmm. and knowing that that wasn't that long ago and for a lot of people it's still the case it just i think Is is something that I'm trying to figure out like how can that how can that change? How can that not be the case? Right. How can how can things shift so that there aren't so many people struggling? So much.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh.
0: Those are some things I'm curious about.
1: And I think, yeah, I'm really excited. So you had said we'll just give people a quick preview before we wrap up. So these episodes are gonna be coming out. Yeah. At least ten different people who expressed interest in talking about how they've been reframing.
0: Yep. So the idea is maybe every other day we'll see how many people and how quickly I record the interviews. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll share an interview with somebody it's, you know, they're just people being people talking about what they're reframing, what they're thinking about creatively, um, in the context of this coronavirus pandemic and, um, And I think the other two questions that I've been throwing around that I want to ask people are, you know, how they're supporting themselves and how they're supporting others. Because I feel really strongly about this idea of like, if we're all just taking care of ourselves, that's not going to work very long. (laughs) No, no. Um, But I also think that we have a culture of, you know, this like, quote unquote, self-care culture. That in some ways um, polarizes taking care of yourself versus taking care of other people. And the idea of taking care versus supporting, even, you know, those are, I think, different concepts. And maybe the subtleties of that, other people don't, you know, don't care so much about. But to me, they feel like different concepts. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And so those are the, I think, questions that I, I'll be asking people are what are you reframing? you're supporting yourself and how you're supporting other people yeah um and then i think maybe in a week or so danielle and i'll pop back on and talk about some of these interviews and our thoughts about it and um and we'll just go from there we'll see so if you are interested (laughs) in being on the podcast um you can go on our instagram page and send a message there that's probably the best way which Instagram. is Instagram, reframe your brain. Um, and we'd love to have anybody come on and talk about things that they're thinking about. And um, yeah, did I leave anything out?
1: Nope, that was it. That's good.
0: Awesome. So how would you like to wrap this up, this conversation?
1: What's one thing you're looking forward to this week?
0: Ooh, something I'm looking forward to. Well, I've got my pen like as if I'm speaking into a microphone. I know, I like um, that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, so
0: when, when, when we started to get the, the like idea that schools might be closed initially, when that conversation started happening, the first thing that came to my mind, you're gonna love this, was I'm gonna learn a language. I'm yes. gonna be home. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll, I'll learn a language, you know? What else do people do when they're home for months on end? Um, and so last week we finally subscribed to, um, Rosetta Stone, which is what I used when I, when I learned some Chinese and, um, really excited to start using it more to learn Vietnamese. So that's my plan because in my, in my mind, what all of this results in is traveling more. Um, totally. Totally. I, I, think, I think there's a lot of things in between now and when that can happen, <laughs> but yep. surprise, surprise. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. I can't believe it. <laughs> and I have always wanted to go to Vietnam, and so I thought this would be a great opportunity to learn Vietnamese. Cool. Um, so I haven't really made the time to, get, to really delve into it over the last couple of weeks, but I'm really looking forward to doing that this week.
1: Cool. Um, what about you? Uh, I've got a new morning routine and I'm sticking to it. So I'm actually excited to continue that and yeah. learn, like I'm taking the Yale course, the science of wellbeing. Yep. I and saw that. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to working through it. And I've also subscribed to the ASHA online learning pass. Yes. So I can make some little, so like learning, I'm building in chunks of learning every day because yeah. that is something that I really enjoy. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: So the Yale course is um it's the science the science of well being, right? Is the name of the course. And it's all about happiness and yeah. what makes you tick, basically.
1: Really? Yeah, like what and, makes people happy, yeah.
0: Yeah, and and how to create some like how to explore that and then how to cultivate it. Um I looked at it. I'm I may do the same thing because it's, it's a really good
1: course. It's really good.
0: And then the Asha Pass that you mentioned, um I haven't signed up for that. Can you talk a little bit about it? I saw an email come yeah. through. Yeah, and I said,
1: I said sign up. I really, that's the wrong word. ASHA automatically signed us all up. Um, okay. We have free access until the middle of June or the beginning of July as like a gift for us right now because of COVID-19. So there's tons of courses.
0: I have to say, it is fascinating to me how um, how so many like, businesses and money-making entities are like, let us give you a gift. Don't forget about us. We're still here. And it just makes me wonder like, what if they did that normally, you know, when people want to serve your people well all the
1: time. Yeah.
0: You know, like if Asha just periodically gifted people things, I, I just, that would really change how I feel about Asha.
1: (laughs) Well, that's the heart of business. You serve, you serve first and then you ask.
0: Yeah, you gotta serve. fascinating. So ASHA already signed us up. That's awesome.
1: Yep. There's tons of, there's really great courses. You just gotta, lo- you gotta just type in ASHA Learning Pass mm. and you can, on Google and it'll bring you to your account. You can just log in.
0: And is it only open to ASHA members? I believe so. Okay. So just for those of you who are listening who don't know what ASHA is, ASHA is the American Speech and Hearing Association, which is what speech language pathologists and audiologists, it's like their national accreditation organization basically um and usually all these courses cost a lot of money um so that's really awesome that they've just given access to a A lot lot of opportunities for professional development um all right well this is fun i can't wait to talk some more with you (laughs) all right well um i guess for now we'll just pause this conversation and pick it back up maybe in a week or so after we've had some guests on and so stay tuned for those new people who will be joining us and um I think we'll be posting updates on Instagram because that's the easiest platform for me really is what it's about. um so it's reframe your brain on Instagram and um yeah if you want to be on just send us a message there